everyone, and welcome back to Lordy Lordy, Look Who Is 40, the Funny Business Podcast. Yes, it's another episode. Happy Friday, everyone. Hopefully everyone all is doing well and staying safe. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. You know, I killed cardio this morning. Uh, you know, exercising is going well. Diet's going well. I'm in my new gaming chair. Oh, look at you go. watching on YouTube. And it's just, you know, as a wise man once said, it's a great day to have a great day. It's a great day to have a great day. And Matt, it's it's kind of funny that, uh, you know, we're, we're doing another podcast at 40. I think it's yeah. kind of nice that we can finally call it 40, 40 episodes, uh, the big 4-0. Um, speaking of a couple of things, we just want to make note to everyone. Um, we are recording this Tuesday from this week that it's released to this Friday. Um, we have no idea about anything about the inauguration or anything like that. Um, we just hope that it is a peaceful transfer of power and that um, nobody does anything stupid. Yeah, uh should be an interesting couple of days leading up to the release of this. And like you said, hopefully it all goes well, because God knows we don't need any more 2020 shit in 2021. No, absolutely. You know what's funny, Matt? Um, I had a little surprise today at work uh, before we get into any of our fun conversations for today. Uh, I was working, working on a report. I've been in report hell lately, but it's been, you know, kind of interesting. And uh, I got a notification on my watch. Now, usually when it comes to notifications from your watch to your phone, Matt, I'm sure you can relate that like you get kind of this like vibration on your wrist. Your Apple watches vibrate for those who don't know. Um, This one was different. This one was an unusual vibration. Um, It was the walkie talkie feature. Now, I don't know if you've used it yet. Have you used the walkie-talkie feature? I'm familiar with it. I've never actually used it. I think me and my one friend tried pranking someone with it once, but it didn't go too well. (laughs) Uh, So I got a little surprise request from my brother, Philip. So Philip got an Apple Watch. Um, Philip is down in Fort Hood, Texas, serving uh, the United States Army. Uh, And it was just a nice surprise. And I'm like, well, look who got an Apple Watch. (laughs) That's an awesome surprise, especially coming from your brother. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of nice because, uh, you know, just based on uh, walkie-talkie should be used more often on watches. I hate to say it, but like you're not interrupting each other because it's an actual walkie-talkie. <laughs> so you're not like giving anybody like you're not talking at or you're you're interrupting like you're definitely communicating back and forth. I thought it was nice. I thought it was very nice, uh, calm and peaceful conversation that my brother and I had. Did you ever used to have those walkie-talkie cell phones? Like it was like uh, a cell phone and then you could like walkie talkie them at the same time. I hate I hate to be like the weird sound effects guy, but was it like like it made a noise like and it had a side button on it? Yeah, it was like yeah. a sprint flip phone or something yes. like that. Yeah, yes, my yes, parents yes. had those. They were freaking awesome. Oh my gosh, that's great. <laughs> I used to uh we used to have walkie talkies. I forget for what reason, but we had walkie Oh, yeah, we used to communicate from the gazebo up to the house. And we used to uh, walkie-talkie each other back and forth. So it was... That's pretty smart. It was fun. It was fun. They it come in handy. Good. They do. Oh, and even the watch, too. Like, the watch has no no limits. Like, Phil's, Phil's down in Texas. I'm up in Pennsylvania. Like, it's... <laughs> it's crazy how, how that stuff works. I'm so far away. But, I know. Hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. So it was, it was a really nice surprise, Matt. I don't know if you've had any good surprises besides cardio. No, I mean, cardio, you know, I killed it, but it did kick my ass. Uh, <laughs> none, none too surprises. Um, just another regular day in the life of Matt Speed. Yeah, Matt Speed 47. Matt, have no fe- What do you say during Fortnite? Have no fear, Matt Speed is here. Have no fear, Matt Speed is here. 
It's what I do. Well, the dynamic duo is here to talk about some wonderful topics and conversations for today. Well, Matt, as you said before, the shit show that 2020 was, um, usually what happens during the new year is that somehow there's some things that sort of formulate as a viral trend. Uh, I think we, I am a firm believer we got our first viral trend that doesn't relate to politics or the election that does have to deal with politics or coronavirus. Um, we actually got our first viral trend of 2021. Uh, and it was funny because I I want to say I was here before it was cool kind of a deal. Like, I didn't necessarily do this trend, um, but I've heard about it. Uh, it is what they consider to be 2021, the year of the sea shanties. Man, have you ever heard of a sea shanty before? Uh, I did not. Now, I knew what it was. I just didn't know that was the name for it. Yeah, so um, what it is exactly, uh, this was reported by Today.com. Sea shanties are a form of work song that originated in the 19th century, um, which obviously has found its popularity through TikTok. Uh, Matt, have you seen any videos? Have you seen any she... Wow, say that five times fast. Sea shanties Can't do that when you're drunk. Wow. (laughs) That'd be a shit show. No, I I actually haven't. They have not come up on my For You page. Um, I did see we I did see an article about it mm-hmm. and I saw some videos, but on my actual for you page I have not seen any yet. Yeah, so I think the biggest question, Matt, is why why is this becoming a trend on TikTok? Could you give any uh context or could you give any assumption as to why this is becoming a trend on TikTok? I mean, who knows how anything becomes a trend on TikTok? Um I, I don't know. I think it's just kind of like a cool thing. Like it, it brings people together. Like, like there's videos of like people that were posting back in like May of 2020. Like, I don't know if you saw this, the video of like Irishmen going to the bar the first time after the pandemic's over and the whole bar just starts singing like the whole song. It's, it gets people <laughs> together. Like it, it just makes you feel like you have like 200 best friends that are completely you know, at a bar, at least completely drunk and you can just like have a good time. But like, you know that you can't have the same fun at work. And I feel like, you know, work-related songs when it comes to she shanties and, you know, it's nice to promote them on TikTok and just show people, hey, we can have fun while we do this. Mm-hmm. So you're right, Matt. Based on the research that I found, uh, they actually interviewed a couple TikTokers uh, as far as what exactly, why do you think, and why are they doing sea shanties? Um, they said that the most common theory between all the interviews was that the songs are meant to be sung by a crew, and they do not require any musical training to be sung well. So you don't have to be a Celine Dion, a Clay Aiken... Ruben stuttered. I don't know why I'm flying back all the way to the first season of American I don't Idol. Know where those names came out of? <laughs> that was American Idol, like back in season one, man. Oh, I, I used to love him. Oh, used to, okay, all oh, right. right. Yeah, used to. Did you did you ever vote on the phone? No, I don't know if we did. <laughs> I don't think we ever did. There was one guy out that I hated on American Idol. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Interesting. Was it yeah. Simon Cowell? <laughs> no, it was like a like a, a performer on the show. Oh, it was a performer. Like, contestant. Contestant. <laughs> Uh, so it's basically a way for people to connect and especially on TikTok too, um, for those who either aren't on TikTok or have yet to find, um, some of the features itself or the, the common terminology, which again, you can find us on TikTok at funny business EN on TikTok. Good little plug. Good little plug. Nice little segue. Um, there's a way that people can duet, uh, these TikToks or these songs. Um, and with that, Comes this more so community, um, and just from the certain research is that you know a certain group of followers that follow one person is gonna 
you know, engage with the content, but the person that stitches with the content is going to engage with not only their content, but the content that they stitched it with. Um, so it's very much so a ongoing engagement piece for everyone. And it, like you said, Matt, it, it brings the people together. I, I do like duets on TikTok. Those are probably one of my favorite things that people do because some people just, they only make duet videos and it's fun. But I, I was doing research on this and I saw like a six person duet doing a C, a C shanty. And it was just, like, cool. Like, the one person started it, and then, like, they all sang the chorus. And like you said, they're not, like, the best singers in the world, but it sounded good, and it was really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've i been thoroughly confused at times when I first heard about it. I always think of the summer shandy, like the shandies, like the drink, Ooh, not the Lion shanties. Yeah. Oh, dude, Lion Kugel, mm-hmm. local beers, a couple of them. Uh, Have you had a lot of these on your For You page? Uh not really. I saw oh. so what I saw was um Stephen Colbert uh do a, 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 sh- a sea shanty. Um and he like obviously he tailored it to to the viral trend of it. Um but then Jimmy Fallon did it and then there was a couple others that did it. And I was like trying to like s- I did some research saying research a lot today in the podcast cuz you know it's what makes a great podcast. Um and finding, you know, some common ones. Have you heard a common one? Like, have you, like, recognized any of them and be like, oh, my God, that's a sea shanty? I didn't know that. I don't think I, I haven't dug, dug too deep into them. Um, the one that I have been hearing, I can't think of the words of it. It's slipping my mind. But it sounded kind of familiar, but I couldn't remember where it was from or how it originated. Well, have no fear. Mike Gambita is here with a sea shanty, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I was hoping this was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, last week I was singing a lot. Now this week I'm singing again. Um, Matt, you know you and I, we have a strong bond with SpongeBob. Um, okay. There is a ton of sea shanties that happen within SpongeBob. I did not know that, really. For example, here is one. What will we do with a drunken sailor? What will we do with a drunken sailor? What will we do with a drunken sailor early in the morning? Way hey up she rises, way hey up she rises, way hey up she rises early in the morning. Put him in the longboat till he's sober. Put him in the longboat till he's sober. Put him in the longboat till he's sober early in the morning. Dab. <laughs> that was epic. I didn't, I, you Thank know, you. It, it's funny, like, I, 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 I honestly don't, I don't remember what that's from. I'm assuming that's from a, a Flying Dutchman episode. Yeah, I mean, anything with yeah. Mr. Krabs, anything with a Flying Dutchman, anything yeah. that's sailor or pirate related is usually, um, especially the openings, like the opening uh, cards, the opening title cards that come out too with, you know, who was produced by, written yes. by and all that. Like, that's usually a song too, so. True. Um, little fun fact for you. So, uh, Matt, I, I don't see us doing a sea shanty anytime soon unless we're, we're very uh, bored and, and want to find a sea shanty. Uh, listen, I'm all for it on my For You page, though. I want to start seeing them. It's great. TikTok's crazy. Like, like, something like this could be trending on TikTok and become this popular. And then there's a guy like me that if I wasn't doing this podcast, I wouldn't even know about it because they haven't been on my For You page. Or you're just not ser- you're searching for other things. I don't really search for anything on TikTok. I just scroll through my For You page. I just trying, feel so... Trying to get me in trouble right there. No. <laughs> yeah, you were. I just feel so bad. Not that I feel so bad, but it's sometimes I get so annoyed when I like, like, let's take Rocket League, for example. Like, I give my love to like some really cool Rocket League scores, but I don't need to see it all the damn time. Yeah. It happens with <laughs> Fortnite too once in a while. Like, sometimes we'll just be constant. It's like, all right. Like, not all these clips are great. 
Mm-hmm. I'm all about the humor. Like the, those like funny, humorous videos that people come up with on their own and somehow tie it within a, a, a classic Vine or all that. I, I'm up for like anything on TikTok. I just don't want to see like the same like sound over and over again. But, you know, I, 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 I'm I down for anything on TikTok. Some of these creators are really creative. Which, yeah. Well, if you find y'all in a Zoom room and need to find something that will get the people together, the Funny Business Podcast fully endorses doing a sea shanty. Absolutely. If you do one yourself, tag us in it. It might be a little hard with the Zoom audio and the, you know, the, what do you call it? You might have to do it a phone call, probably. That's, yeah. yeah, whatever. It'd still be cool. Yeah, still cool. Still cool. Um, well, well, speaking of beer... Uh, the shandy or uh you know the shanties um we're gonna hop it over to a japanese uh, brewing can oh i didn't even do that look at you <laughs> that's totally by accident <laughs> uh we're gonna hop on over to a japanese brewing company that is not necessarily taking their mistake um by hiding in the corner but they're actually embracing it believe it or not uh so matt um have you ever heard of a Oh boy, I can't believe I included this, Uh-oh. but uh Kao Ikushi beer? I have Kayadakushi. I think that's what it is. Kayadakushi? Does not ring a bell. Okay. So they recently just released a new beer. Um that is somewhat embarrassing. Um I am going to say that this is not embarrassing as far as my my take it itself. Um this beer uh had the label um it is believe it or not matt it is a six percent um abv uh and it's priced at the equivalent of less than two dollars for 12 ounce can or 250 for a pint can not bad not bad not bad for beer um however they spelt the word lager wrong on the Mm. label so instead of um l-a-g-e-r it was spelled l-a-g-a-r not a huge mistake, but I could understand why they would be a little upset. I think it's because since the, like, it's beer. Like, you know, you have your ales, you have your IPAs. Like, if you spell the type of beer wrong, like, I think that could be somewhat embarrassing. It could be. It also, this is a Japanese-based brewery, correct? Yes. So they, they are very much based on, like, honor. On, on Japan, like that's their culture. That's how they're brought up. So maybe they didn't, they felt like it was dishonorable, you know, selling a beer that they had a misspelling on, which I can understand that too. Uh, but from the looks of the article, it seemed like they had a lot of support from the local community. Yeah. So uh, reported on Fox News, there there really isn't any you know, legal issues or uh, errors with the design. Um, it's certainly embarrassing, as one of their representatives told. Um, it's they decided to cancel the launch of the beer, but they've had so many messages from members of the public saying it does not matter to them. And I think that's really cool because a that's not showing that it's a mass produced beer. Like it's a very nice small shop beer company. And people are saying like, listen, I, I want your beer. Like, I don't care if it's something spelled wrong. And even to that matter, that's actually super rare for a spelling mistake. Like how much that would cost. Let's just say if you keep the cans and you sell them on eBay. Yeah, no, it was, it was neat to see the community kind of get together and say like, Hey, like we still want to buy this. Like we still want to try the beer. And you know, it shows one that they must have good beer and two that 
you know, they're a company that actually cares about their people because I feel like if this was a company that, you know, didn't give back or the community or something like that, maybe they wouldn't have gotten this response. Uh, but, you know, it's just great to see people supporting the business, especially, I don't know how Japan is dealing with this whole pandemic thing, but, you know, any business I'm sure can always, a small business like that can always appreciate the support of the local community and fans. And I hate to be this person, but does the label really matter to anybody when they're drinking beer? Uh, I think it depends on the brewery. I, well, I think there's a lot of breweries here that in in the United States that they do focus a lot on the design of the can just to kind of like bring attention to like, hey, that looks pretty cool. I wonder what beer it is. And then if it's like a, I don't know, like a strawberry shortcake beer or something like that, it's like, oh, that's a pretty cool design. Maybe the beer is pretty good too. So maybe if you're trying to do it from like a marketing standpoint, I can understand that. It's unfortunate because another shout out to Steve Reed. Even though he probably doesn't listen to the podcast, I'm sure Jenna will will let him know that I gave him a shout out. Um, when I when I'm always over, I forget. I'm not going to mention the the brand of it, but um, there's a brewing company that uh, makes IPAs, and I kid you not, Matt, the label literally looks like someone did MS Paint. Do you remember Microsoft? Uh, not Microsoft Windows yeah. Paint, yep. and just decided to put a bunch of squiggly lines and then put a bunch of different shades of that color. And I'm like, how could you tell that this is this type of beer? Like, it's, I mean, it, it's a little embarrassing. I'm like, that's like, Steve, they paid somebody to make this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hope they didn't pay anyone to make that. I, they did. I got to show it to you later. Like, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, you really could have put a little bit more thought. I'm sure there's this huge background story behind it that, you know, watch, I'm probably making fun of the owner's sons and daughters that decided to take crayons and scribble over a piece of paper and say, Daddy, this is what I want on the beer. I think that's probably where that direction's going. Yeah, we're, but, we're probably just getting canceled right now. Yeah, we're probably, yeah, cancel funny business. Let's get it trending on, on Twitter. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like the design of a beer can, like, obviously, like, if it's Miller Lite, people don't care because they know what Miller Lite tastes like, tastes like. But if it's, like, an IPA or craft beer that has, like, unique flavor, or like you know something different then maybe yeah like an attractive can would be able to bring in more customers i can't even tell you like i guess this is just my my drinking habits in a, in a positive bad. way yeah in a positive way yeah <laughs> but like i've never looked very closely at a miller light I'm, I'm holding one up if you're watching the youtube video uh like i see the word light and that's probably all i see out of i mean unless it's in the trash can that's probably all i see within that drinking is is that so i will say miller light did make a good move going back to their old school can yes the, the new the the can that they had in the early like, 2000s was pretty bad um and this can just this can rocks it's it's a, it's a it's classic. Like yeah. we'll look at the Pepsi. You ever had diet or actually is it Pepsi? Yeah, Pepsi or diet Pepsi. I think that's a good like Pepsi or diet Pepsi. Like I've had then, it yeah. back in the day. Like diet Pepsi had this like nice bubbly like wrap on it. It was like a light blue, but now yeah. it's like this can style, and it's only the diet Pepsi. Yeah, yeah, no, I I love when companies go back to old school logos and old school designs. Like it's just it's pretty cool. I think Burger King is throwing it back with a with a different design Ooh, now. That's uh, let me. I'll have to look. Um, but I I like think that um, you know, a brand is everything. A brand is everything when it comes to you know your your business. But yeah, they actually resorted back. Um, it it literally is the bun. Oh, I like that. Back to that. I yeah. I really like it. I, I think like it just that. shows it shows a lot of character behind it. So there's some companies that work better with like old school logos. 
and some companies work better with new school logos. I think it just depends what kind of industry you're in. I mean, hey, we, we did a new brand. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> rebrand ourselves. And exactly. it's not that it was on purpose, but, you know, we kind of just wanted to do it. Just, just it was to, needed. It was needed. It certainly was. A nice yeah. start, but it certainly was needed in the future. For sure. So, but, I, you know, if it was me and, and I knew this beer brewer, brewery pretty well, I would probably say, you know, let's have it. Let's enjoy yeah, it. Absolutely. I'm always down trying new beer. Crack and open up a co- crack. Opening cracking up a, a cold cracking one. A, cracking a cold one with the boys. Yeah. How many brew, How many did you crack open by beers? yourself today? How many beers? How many? <laughs> Zero. Because Good. we are drinking water now. Yep. For the podcast. Throw water podcast. Can't, can't get any better than, uh, than water. Well, you're being a loser because you're actually drinking out of a water bottle. I'm drinking tap water. Oh, well, my tap water sometimes gets contaminated by the local gas station, so I don't want to die. A special message. A special message from the Funny Business Podcast. That's a mic drop. <laughs> oh, man. Well, moving on to some wonderful news, some very positive news. Uh, we were saying that we want to get the uh, cancel Funny Business trending on Twitter. Um, however, a particular individual was trending on Twitter a couple of days ago on the 17th. Um, usually when this individual trends on Twitter, people are freaking out. That was me. <laughs> I, I, every single time she's trending on Twitter, I'm like, oh my God, what happened? Yep. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, it was not passing away. Uh, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to jinx it. Nope. Uh, Betty White turned 99 on the 17th of January this year. She is a national treasure. We must protect Betty White at all costs. She's just the best. Like you can't say anything else, but other than Betty White is the best. Ninety nine. Do you? She looks fabulous at yeah. ninety nine years old. I yeah, want to look will, like I, that at ninety nine. And she's pretty. Her mind is still in shape too. She's pretty with it, which is impressive. Because like my mind's probably gonna be gone when the time I'm like sixty five. <laughs> so it's funny you say that, Matt, because there was a recent interview um, by Parade uh, that was asking her, you know, how how do you make and stay sharp as a 99-year-old? You know what Betty White's response was? A glass of wine. No. What? Hot dogs and vodka. Okay, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, doesn't get much more American than hot dogs and vodka. Um, you know, some of her friends have joked that she has a diet of a teenage boy. Well, let me tell you, Betty White, we are with you with those hot dogs and vodka, oh, yeah. my friend. <laughs> Put a little, you know, a little spicy brown mustard on that. Oh, oh yeah, ketchup. Get some no, ketchup. No, ketchup sucks. No, ketchup on a hot dog. We're talking about Betty White. No, are you I don't... freaking kidding me? Ketchup. No, no, no. I don't use ketchup at all in anything. You're missing out. Ketchup is gross. <laughs> You're like that girl that was trying uh, condiments for the first time that we saw. No, that Instagram. was ridiculous. She literally ridiculous. hated ranch. Who the <laughs> frick hates ranch? I don't know, man. But anyway, Matt, I thought it would be interesting because we are celebrating Betty White. So happy belated birthday, Betty White, if you are listening to this podcast. We love you. We care about she you. Does. Listen, if you need a kidney or a liver, if you need to stay alive, one of us can do it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, let's just put that out there. Yes. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, so what I thought, Matt, was let's take a time machine. Let's jump all the way back to 1922, because that is when Betty White was born on January 17th, 1922, and thought we'd just throw it back. We thought we would f- reflect on some things that possibly happened in uh, 1922. Matt, do you, do you by chance 
know anything that happened back in 1922? Um, let's start. Was, was let's... World War One just ending or starting or around there? Uh, you gave me a, uh, uh, no. Oh, you no. were talking about like the price of like bread. No, I, I actually no. wasn't. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, let me ask you this. Who was our U.S. president back in 1922? Oh, God. Um, I'm so bad at presidents. It's okay. FDR. You're a little late on that. Lyndon Johnson. That's, that's in the 60s. <laughs> okay, I have literally no idea. I wouldn't have gotten either. Warren G. Harding. I'm not going to lie. I didn't even know he was a president. <laughs> Literally have never heard that name before in my life. Oh, man. Well, anyway, Matt, speaking of Harding, um, there was actually a dedication in D.C. of a monument that's still standing there today. Can you guess what the monument is? Lincoln Memorial. It is the Lincoln Memorial, my friend. <laughs> yep. Was- so uh, the Lincoln Memorial was dedicated uh, during May. Uh, it was officiated by uh, William Howard Taft. Uh, and special guests at the ceremony included Robert Todd Lincoln, who was Abraham Lincoln's son. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, President Warren G. Harding and Vice President Calvin Coolidge. Uh, memorial was designed by Henry Bacon to reassemble the Grecian-style temple, complete with columns and a 19-foot-tall marble statue of Lincoln that was sculpted by Daniel Chester French. I'm not going to lie. I, I really didn't know that it wasn't even 100 years old. Yeah, I was very surprised by that, too. Um, you know, I'm not too up with my monuments, but I, I was impressed. I guess it makes sense when you think about it. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Matt, there is a uh, movie that came out in Germany. It was a classic silent horror film. Matt, mm-hmm. you would actually, you might. Okay, ready? Here we go. I'm, I'm going to give you a hint. Are you ready? I'm this ready. Is, this is the... Um, this is the on the YouTube page. It'll be a little bit better, but Nosferatu. It's Nosferatu. <laughs> I, as soon as you started like getting closer, like he's gonna flicker the lights. <laughs> I see. Uh, this is again why SpongeBob is so good because they just throw little innuendos like this in the episodes that these kids have no idea what it is, but it's entertaining as hell. I am ecstatic you got that. <laughs> Did you think I wasn't going to get that? I Well, I mean, I was like, ugh. I was like, man. Uh, not, I was like, well, wasn't thinking that you weren't going to get it, but I was like, he's probably just thinking of so many things of like other questions I'm going to say. He's probably going to just completely ignore the fact that it was flickering the lights. <laughs> I, I, I knew as soon as you started getting closer. Um, so it, it, the German film Nosferatu, uh, an unauthorized retelling of Bram Stoker's original tale of the vampire Dracula, believe it or not. So it was a rendition of Dracula premiered in Berlin in March. Uh, it was a controversy surrounded the film centered on plagiarism claims made by Stoker's widow who sued the film's producer. Stoker's widow who won her claims and wanted all copies of the film destroyed. Some versions of the film survived and was released in the United States in 1929. Damn. A long time. So, seven years. Nosferatu was illegal, but guess what? SpongeBob did it. Well, it technically wasn't illegal. It was, was illegal, but when it premiered in the United States, it was fine. You can't tell Stephen Hillenberg what he can and can't put in his episodes. <laughs> God rest his soul. Um, Matt, there was a magazine that was published in 1922 by the United States. Um, it is a very simple, common name of this uh, magazine. Time. Gonna... No. People's Magazine. Uh, okay. You good with the the phrasing? It's not people's, but uh, what do you do with a magazine? You 
read it. Okay. Okay. You didn't say I was wrong. Right. Read people. People read. No. Reader's Digest was oh. created. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, man. Yeah, so it was created. Uh, the initial run of the magazine was just 1,500, but it grew into one of the best-selling magazines in the United States. Uh, it was based out of New York, I'm reading. Um, this is uh, the peoplehistory.com uh, reporting on that. Uh, so it's you know kind of a very well-known magazine that I think people are uh, happening, so... Uh, Matt, anything else that you could think of before I just run off some some things that happened? No, for good. Per Betty White? Let's, let's keep going. Yeah, so Gandhi was imprisoned um, in India when oh. the year. Uh, if I'm I'm just reading this really quickly, but uh, yeah, there was a railway rail wow railway strike uh, in 1922. It began. Uh, it was based on the railway. God damn it. Yikes. Railway unions um, for the railway maintenance workers. (laughs) Uh, 400,000 workers walked off the job, and while the strike had some economic effects across the country, the running of the same railroads was largely unaffected, as many of the workers who operated the the trains did not join. So Ah. very scary uh, there. Interesting. Um, Canada had its first successful insulin treatment. Well, good good for Canada. Good for Canada. Uh, the Egypt in Egypt, the tomb of Tutankhamun was discovered on oh, November fourth. Interesting. That always freaks me out. I feel like I love that's like, Egypt. That's like I bad go there. voodoo. That's bad like bad voodoo. voodoo. No, <laughs> not with that. Uh, so surprisingly enough, Judy Garland, uh, Ava Gardner, uh, Kingsley Amos, and Yitzhak Robin was all born this year. I'm so disappointed that they didn't post about Betty White. Yeah, how do you not have Betty White? How do you there? not have Betty White? How, how? It should Maybe be like she... The first, she should be like the first one. Anyway, Matt, about technology. By this year, over 500 commercial radio stations are in operation in the United States. How many do we have now? A lot. <laughs> God's good enough for me. That works for me. Well, you, you think about it, too. Like, you have... There's probably 500 in the state of Pennsylvania. You have AM, you have um or FUM. <laughs> uh, and you also have podcasts, too. Like, podcasting yeah. is another form of radio. Yeah. Uh, There's actually people like try to get, like, real news from podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is incredible. I mean, yeah. you either have a funny business podcast or you have NPR or New York Times. Yeah. Uh, the first r- public radio broadcasts in Britain and fa- France were in this year, too. Uh the first U.S. aircraft carrier, the USS Langley, was commissioned. And then the Austin 7, 7, Austin 7, 7. Yikes. <laughs> I'm having a great day, guys. Uh, produced by the Austin Motor Company, popularizes motoring in England. Um, I think that is a form of transportation. That's what I was guessing with. Interesting. Damn, a lot happened in 2022. Yeah. Uh, your birthday was on a Wednesday. Okay. Um, and my birthday was on a Friday. It's the best day to have a birthday. Yes. Sir. Actually, uh, Saturday. No, I had one on Tuesday. No, Friday's yeah. perfect. Yeah, but you Saturday you don't Friday have to go night. to work. Yeah, but you go out Friday night. You go out Saturday night. It's a birthday weekend. Yeah, but, but you can also go out Friday night, and then you don't have to go to work on your birthday on Saturday. Uh, I, you know, I've been finding that I like going to work on my birthday for some reason. 
What? Sorry, that's the workaholic coming out of me. <laughs> that is that's insanity. Because there's more times when people are coming up and saying happy birthday, and there's more like you go out to lunch for your birthday, and you get birthday cards, and you get all this fun nope. surprises. Last time I had to work on my birthday, fun fact, I was working for a minor league baseball team, and I was having to work. It was like the second game of the season, and it actually got rained out. So I got to enjoy my birthday night a little bit. Good for you. Even though I had to work a doubleheader the next day. Ugh. Those are the worst. Fun times. <laughs> Fun times. Well, Betty White, again. Happy birthday. Bladed birthday. Happy bladed birthday. We love you. We love you. you. <laughs> hope you got uh, good presents. Yes. I don't know what she wanted, but I hope she got it. You know, I, I remember my great grandma when she turned, when she had her 90th birthday, her wish was to live 10 years more. Um, so, Betty White, we hope you live to be more than uh, She might be immortal. She might be. She might be. <laughs> she might be. Oh, goodness. Well, that concludes our entertainment. entertainment. You need to, like, take a sip of water. <laughs> just uh, just go for a nap. We'll be back in, like, half an hour, folks. Just just go to commercial break. We'll yeah, be right back. I, when we come back, I got my sports topics. Don't go anywhere. Okay, let's slide into the sports segments we have for you all today. We're going to start off with... I had topics set up, and then, you know, sometimes you just have a topic pop up in the middle of the day that you need to talk about. This is probably one of them. So, the New York Mets, uh, I believe this was recently hired uh, GM Jared Porter a few months ago. Uh, I That could be wrong, don't quote me on that. But what actually did happen is, uh, today he ended up getting fired for reportedly sending, sending illicit pictures to a female reporter now this was back a while ago in 2016 um i think we can both agree he probably should have been fired because you just don't do that to anyone uh mike the big story do you know how many texts he sent unanswered so she never responded to a single text Uh. how now they're not all explicit pictures Okay. It's, they were include some were included in the sixty-two texts. How many texts do you think he sent? Sixty. Sixty-two. You said that sixty is... texts. <laughs> you said it before. Oh, did I? <laughs> yeah. All right, whatever. How do you send <laughs> six after like the first five texts you send? Don't you think like you get the hint? Ah, uh, well, there's some real idiots out there, Matt. 62 that is ridiculous i mean first of all the dude was hired for the mets so that was a first done mistake second of all (laughs) listen if first you don't succeed you could possibly try again but maybe after the fifth time it's it's a little little uh damaging (laughs) i think even five is a little much like i think like two maybe three i think after the third one you kind of know Actually, Matt, we're, we're we're really saying how many times does an unsolicited unsolicit picture count in order for them saying they're not interested? We would never do that. We mean like, no. yeah. hey, how are you? How was your yes. day? Like, yes. Yeah, I'm not saying like no. five dick pics in a row. No. Man, maybe she didn't like the angle on that one. Damn, let me. Maybe the lighting wasn't too good. No, I don't know. At one point in the '62 that he sent his first pic, but. 62 texts is egregious. Yeah, that's that's like crazy, crazy significant other without having that significant other. Exactly. Uh, it's also, so the Mets just got a new owner, Stephen Cohen. Uh, he is very interactive on Twitter and, you know, engages with the fans a lot. And he put out a poll, like, who do you want me to sign? What kind of color jersey do you want to see? 
that's cool. This is the kind of story where having an owner that's at that active on Twitter, it could come back to bite you in the ass because he's been getting a lot of tweets today. I would be not surprised he's getting a lot of tweets, but hey, I mean, that really opens up the conversation and that gives more of a platform for the fans to interact with the quote, you know, audience, meaning the Mets and is, you know, shit happens. But at the same time, it's, you know, I I think they made the right decision in firing him. Let's put it that way. Oh, Um, absolutely. I just, I feel bad for the reporter that, that received all of it because that, that was unnecessary. Yeah. Very unnecessary. And Mike, I don't know if you find this interesting, but they said they're not going to hire a new general manager until after the season's over. Yeah, Seems because a they, odd. they probably won't need them. <laughs> well, they might need them to like, make trades in the middle of the season, yeah. but I guess you know when you have a $4 billion owner, I guess he can make some decisions for you. Um, let's stick in the state of New York and talk about the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are in the AFC Championship game uh, they will be going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. We don't know if Patrick Mahomes is going to play. But the big story is how freaking awesome Bill's Mafia is. Mike, are you familiar with Bill's Mafia at all? Um, I have seen the Barstool Sports posts. Um, a little quick shout out to another small podcast. I saw ZMT Sports, um, which is a sports betting podcast, uh, do a uh, table smashing. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're it's a mafia, let me tell you. They don't do any killing, but it's a freaking mafia, let me tell you. They love their football and they go all out for it. So they only had like sixty seven hundred fans at the playoff game this past weekend when they were hosting the Ravens. And they said it sounded like it was a full stadium. Wow. Like they were just going I was watching, like they kept showing pictures or videos of the fans. They were going absolutely insane. I think every single person had a sign with them. It was just holding up a sign. That's awesome. So, so I forget what the one sign was. It made no sense. It was like Coleslaw and Cole Beasley, the two greatest <laughs> things in Buffalo, something like that. <laughs> it was insane. Uh, Bill's Mafia is the best fan base in sports. I, I think we can both agree to that. Uh, after the game, so the Ravens quarterback, Lamar Jackson, got injured during the game, was not able to come back. Did you see what Bill's Mafia did for him? Uh, that was, that was the donations, right? Yeah. So they've yeah. raised over $300,000 for Lamar Jackson's charity. After the game, they just started donating increments of like $8. That's Lamar really Jackson's cool. number is eight. And yeah, it's just, you know, kind of a cool thing to do. Um, you know, it shows that some things are bigger than sports and he got injured, wasn't able to finish the game. So let's show him some love. Was the same, I, now correct me if I'm wrong, but was there a post-game interview with two bills and somebody dropped the F-bomb by accident? Probably. That yeah. sounds like something a Buffalo player would do. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, Mike, so I think we can agree Bill's maybe the best fan base in, in, in the NFL. Any other fan bases that come to mind that you think, you think are like the best of the best? I don't want to say they're the best of the best, but they are contenders. It's the Philadelphia Eagles fans. They're passionate. They, they're they passionate. are the most passionate for sure. Uh, passionate. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't put them in the best of the best because no. after every loss, they're like, fire the team. But um, off the top of my head, I would say the Seattle Seahawks have a good fan base. Uh, they get very loud. I'm trying to think of another sport. Any Not the Euro- Warriors. The Warriors are all Euro- bandwagon fans. Any European soccer team. Yeah, those guys probably are the best of the best. They go out. I mean, they literally set their stadiums on fire if they lose. They eat, sleep, crazy. breathe their soccer team, and I—that's one of my—that's one of my 
bucket list things to do is to go to a soccer match, but not like a U.S. soccer match, like go to like a European soccer match, just spend the whole time holding up the, the scarf and singing and chanting like, oh, my gosh, I can only imagine what it sounds like in there. Do you like have a playing. team that like you'd want to go see the most over there? Probably. I mean, I know this is like super like bandwagon ish, but probably Barcelona. Like oh, actually Barcelona or oh wow, I'm I'm losing it. Liverpool. 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 Um be because good. we adopted back in high school um a song. It's called You'll Never Walk Alone. Really cool song. Um, but their whole stadium sings it. And there was the one time where Liverpool was down three nil and it was like second half of the game and they came back to win four three because they just and the whole time second half fans were just singing you'll never walk alone and they just kept scoring and scoring and it just it was so cool they they love their soccer more than anything in the world by far um so let's hope bills mafia can get to the super bowl i know are you rooting for the bills to, to get the super yeah bowl? I, I i did i mean i i was texting matt Last like this weekend, and I'm this like past weekend. This past weekend, I was like, you know what? I said, you know, because Matt and I are still kind of salty over the Steelers, big time. <laughs> but I was like, I, I don't want to say this, but I was like, I hope the Bills, I hope the Bills win. Like, and that's just, you know, it's um, who is it? Who? It's just like the Lakers winning the 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 finals, like it's because of Kobe. Like, do it for Kobe, like. I want to do it because of Bill's Mafia. Bill's Mafia. <laughs> yeah. They have, they've only been able to even been to two games this year. It's been both playoff games. They've been insane. Uh, and then on the other side, I swear, if we have to watch Tom Brady in the Super Bowl again, I'm going to be pissed. Not, not looking forward like that. to that. Although no. I don't want Aaron Rodgers to make it either, but like, I can't, I, can't, I can't watch Brady in the Super Bowl. And if he plays the Bills in the Super Bowl, that would be bad juju for the Bills, I think, because yeah. he's owned them. That would mm-hmm. be bad. Uh, let's move on to another sport. We are going to move to basketball and James Harden. So James Harden got traded. I think I've heard someone suggest that before. And again, I would just like to credit us when the Rockets lost in the bubble. We said they had to blow it up and they blew it up. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we reported it first. Yeah. Cre- <laughs> all credit goes to the funny business podcast. What was funny, sorry, before you go, what was funny was, uh, there was the ESPN notification that came out from James Harden getting traded to the the Brooklyn Nets, and I put in all caps, Matt, <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> I was like, Matt, <laughs> and then as soon as you saw that, you're like, holy shit. <laughs> I didn't get the notification right away. For some reason, my phone was acting weird. Uh, I tweeted, before we get into the Harden trade, I tweeted this, the Houston Rockets, the past two, three years, you can even say four years, would make an epic 30 for 30 on ESPN. How so? You, so? Because you start it, with them in the Western Conference Finals against the Warriors, when they're up 3-2 oh. in Golden State and Chris Paul gets injured. That Chris Paul injury changed the entire NBA. Literally the entire NBA. Because if they go on to make the Finals and win the uh, at the NBA Finals, Chris Paul probably doesn't get traded to Oklahoma City, and then he doesn't end up in Phoenix. Russell Westbrook probably goes to another team other than Houston. Like, the entire landscape of the NBA has changed because of that injury. And they were just making epic 30 for 30. I I, I love 30 for 30s. I, I think, you know, I think I have a genius idea here. Um, but the big trade, James Harden out to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, how do we how do we feel about this? I know we talked about it a, a little while ago that this was a possibility, but I want to get your thoughts first. I think that see what it 
it wouldn't I wouldn't be particularly like not excited if they got over like if James Harden was traded by a Western Conference team because of the switch from West to East. Um, and again, I think I hate to really compare it, but it's almost like when the big three landed in Miami with D Wade, Bosch and LeBron, like all three of them combining that I got that same vibe. Like Durant was going, Irving was already there to begin with. Now James Harden was there. Like, yeah, it wasn't all three at once going there, but I'm getting those vibes of Irvin, Wade, and Durant all being in Brooklyn together. And I think they really have a good opportunity of actually making it to the finals, if you're asking me. If Irving doesn't. Yes. Yes. (laughs) He's coming back soon. He said today that uh, he's working on coming back to the team. He said he just needed a break. He had a lot of stuff going on personally in his life. And he kind of had to put basketball aside, which is fine. I know Kyrie took a lot of shit for what he did, but we can't, if he needed to take a break and step away because he just had stuff going on in his life, you can't blame a guy for that. Also um, donated a home to George, George Floyd's family, by the way. I did see that. That was, was very, really, cool. really cool. Yes, very nice. Uh, my only, I also think they're probably going to win the East. My only counterpoint is only one ball. There's only one ball. So someone's going to have to take not a step back, they're going to have to take two steps back. And that guy is probably going to have to be Kyrie. And I don't know how Kyrie's going to feel about that because he didn't like playing with LeBron because he was the number two. Now he's going to have to be the number three with KD and Harden. Yeah, I think Kyrie just has to accept his role. You know. I, that Harden and Durant have played uh, the past two games together. They look, look really they look good. Flawless. They look really good. Mm-hmm. Also, I saw this on TikTok. So the OKC big three of Durant, Westbrook, and Harden, we have seen every possible combination of that big three play together. We have. They've played separately, they've Mm -hmm. played as a trio, and they've all played as a duo on different teams. Interesting. That's insane to think about. That is insane to think about. Yeah. Uh, uh, So speaking of James Harden, when the trade got announced, it was Thursday. So NBA on TNT had a show. And Shaq was not too pleased with James Harden. Uh, so James had a quote saying he gave it all to Houston and gave everything that he had. And Shaq basically said, no, you ain't. Uh, so Shaq, I'm trying to find the exact quote here, uh, said when he said he gave it all to Houston, I say, no, you don't. So Shaq is mad at the way that he verbally said he did not want to be in Houston. Also, he magically got skinny. Like I know. <laughs> I, he, he was absolutely wearing a fat suit while he was playing with the Houston Rockets. It was bad. Like the before and after pictures was bad. Maybe but all the I, weight, maybe all the weight on the shoulders caused him to get weight in his stomach, and then once maybe to Brooklyn, that's all the weight all came out. <laughs> he just did like a two day slim fast, ate nothing but like <laughs> but like raisins. Um, but I know you had some thoughts on this about Shaq making these comments, so I will I will let you go first. Well, I I did make it a point post Laker era for Shaq that I felt like every other year I saw Shaq hop into another team. And I don't know if it was more so just running out of his time was, you know, it just was very confusing. And the Rockets were already kind of just falling down to begin with. Um, You know, understandably with the Rockets, and I'm trying to think of all the possible combinations again, you had um, Harden, and Paul, Chris Paul, you had Harden and Westbrook. You had 
right? Harden, Dwight Howard. Harden and Dwight Howard. You yeah. had Harden and... Um, I think that's pretty much all the big combinations, but he had Harden by himself. He had Harden by himself. And Tracy, Tracy McGrady at one point, too. And Clint no. Capella. Clint Capella was another one, too. No, no Tracy McGrady, yes, Clint Capella. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> For the record. Um, there just wasn't a supporting cast that I believe fit James Harden. And yes, if you really want to be a star player, like Luka Doncic, like, and even he, like, he's even struggling this year with the Mavs. Um, you know, I just don't think he had a supporting team. And again, I think we criticize LeBron James a lot for moving around from Cleveland to Miami, back to Cleveland, and now to the Lakers. He wanted people that he could play with. And that's what Harden did. I think as far as the comments based on, you know, he gave his all in Houston, uh, Shaq, you know, as far as effort wise, yeah, I could agree with you, but as a numbers guy, Harden really gave a lot, a lot of points when it came to the games. And all I could think about was that step back. I forget what game it was. Literally got his defender on skates and on a stretcher because he literally spun the ball in his hands before taking the shot. And it was a swish, a three, corner three. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think Shaq's um, position on it is 100% right. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm here to agree to disagree. I would agree with you. I mean, he did win an MVP in Houston, so obviously he did give as much as he could. Uh, I just don't think James Harden is the number one player on the team. I He's think not. he has to be the number two, and I think this is the perfect scenario for him because he gets to play with KD, who obviously he liked playing with in OKC. It's not like you know, it's not like Harden and KD had the relationship that KD and Westbrook have now. And I, I think they're going to flourish in Brooklyn. I think it's a good trade, but I also understand where Shaq's coming from too. So, moving on, we have another game. It is another edition of Sports Trivia. Sports Trivia is back. This was inspired by the Yankees re-signing DJ LeMayhew. Thank the Lord they finally re-signed DJ LeMayhew. Hell yeah. It was long enough. I I was getting nervous. Um, Six years, $90 million. Not that bad. So, $15 million a year for a guy who was an MVP finalist. I think I'll take that. So, this Sports Trivia is MLB Free Agent Edition. Mike, I will say, I think this is the easiest sports trivia I've ever made. Oh, God. Really, the questions aren't... There's some that are a little tough, but most of them, I think, are pretty easy. So, we will dive right into it. Number one, who has the largest contract in MLB history? Alex Rodriguez, Giancarlo Stanton, Bryce Harper, Albert Pujols. Bryce Harper, final answer. Correct. (laughs) Okay. Ten years, $330 million. Was second A-Rod? No. Second no. would be someone else. John Carlo. Someone else. Forget it. I can't say. <laughs> okay. So, uh, number two. This player is the only player to have two different contracts over $200 million. Barry Bonds, Alex Rodriguez, Sammy Sosa, Babe Ruth. I think this is so, why you couldn't tell me. <laughs> so they've had two different contracts that were both separately $200 million or more. For the same team? No. They were different teams. What? Ah, uh, John Carlo, final answer. 
It wasn't even an answer. Never mind. What were the choices? Barry Bonds, Alex Rodriguez, Sammy Sosa, Babe Ruth. Largest contract, $200 million. Yes, they had two different ones. Barry Bonds, final answer. Incorrect. A-Rod. Okay. So A-Rod signed, I believe, 252 with the Rangers, then got traded to the Yankees and signed another $200 million. Oh. Uh, number Whoops. three. In 2019, who did the San Diego Padres give the largest contract in team history? Manny Machado, Eric Hosmer, Fernando Tatis Jr., Will Middlebrooks. Largest contract in team history. Manny Machado, final answer? Correct. Yeah. 10 years, 300 million. This next one's, I think, should be a softball. Okay. Uh, number four. This team took Robinson Cano away from the Yankees in 2014. New York Mets, Seattle Mariners, Texas Rangers, St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, shit. Oh, you look like you're struggling with it. I thought this was going to be an easy one. Yeah, it's the first two choices, but I don't... I... So he has been on both. Yes, he has. He's on one of them now. He was on the Mets, so I'm going to go with the Seattle Mariners final answer. Correct. Okay. (laughs) 10 years, 240, and I believe he's suspended for the season because of PEDs. Oh, Robbie Cano. Well, don't you know? His career literally went down the toilet. After leaving the Yankees. We all know. We all knew that was going to happen because the Mariners don't make the playoffs. Like, they've never paid anyone over $100 They gave him 240. What do you expect them to do? I hate lo- short short side note. I loved him playing second base. Oh, the he was one of my favorites. I, he was going to be guy. he was going to be the best second baseman in Yankees history if he would have stayed. Hands down. Uh, number five. I think you're three for four. Number five. What pitcher has the biggest contract in MLB history for a pitcher? Okay. Chris Carpenter, Zach Greinke, Steven Strasburg, Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole. Final answer. Correct. Nine years, three hundred and twenty-four million. Four for five. I told you this was easy. <laughs> This next one is a little tricky. Okay. So in 2007, this is number six, the Yankees gave this pitcher $28 million for one season. Randy Johnson, Mike Mussina, Roger Clemens, Andy Pettit. Andy Pettit, final answer. Incorrect. There was Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens. Mm-hmm. People forget he played for the Yankees for a long time, actually. Uh, number seven, catcher Jason Kendall has the largest contract in Pittsburgh Pirates history. How big was that contract? Fifty million, sixty million, eighty million, ninety-five million. Sixty million. Final answer. Correct. Sixty <laughs> million. I think the Pirates are tied with the Indians as lowest, like sixty million contracts, the biggest they have ever given yeah. a player, and that's the lowest amount of money by any team. Which makes sense because they don't have, you know, they're not known for spending money. Okay, so number eight. Let me explain this one. Okay. Who signed the biggest contract extension in MLB history? So, this player was not a free agent. Okay. Contract extension was already on the team. Right. Mark McGuire, Giancarlo Stanton, Jose Altuve, Pedro Martinez. Uh, I'm going to go with Altuve, final answer. Incorrect. It was Stanton. So that's why I could not answer your question from number one. (laughs) He has the second largest contract of 13 years, $325 million. With the Yanks? No, he was with no, the Marlins at the time. Yeah. Okay. Then he got traded. Uh, what are you? Six for eight? Five for eight? I think. Uh, five, six for eight, I think. Six for eight. Uh, number nine. Who has the largest contract in Tampa Bay Rays history? Carl Crawford, David Price, BJ Upton, Evan Longoria. 
Uh, I'm either thinking between the second choice and the fourth. The fourth choice. What's the second choice? David Price. Fourth choice is Evan Longoria. Uh, I'll go with David Price. Final answer. It was Evan Longoria. Was, at least six, I knew the two. <laughs> that, that, no, that was impressive. Uh, six years, one hundred million. And finally, number ten. Are you familiar with Bobby Bonilla Day? Who? Bobby Bonilla. Who? So, <laughs> number ten. Bobby Bonilla was a former Mets player. Oh, this guy that continues to get money from the Mets yes. because okay. So I, in what in, he has a nickname. I don't know what his nickname okay. is. So in 2000, the Mets bought out his contract. And every year, he gets, on July 1st, he gets $1.2 million every year. Take it's called answer. Bobby Bonilla Day. Bobby Bonilla what, Day, okay. What year is the final year of this contract? Oh, okay. 2025, 2030, 2035, or 2040? 2030, final answer. It is 2035. Five! Which uh. is just ridiculous. <laughs> insane of like like just pay him and give his money over just uh and, and every day on july 1st you wake up on twitter hey it's bobby Bonilla day this is just pretty cool so you went six for nine there are six for ten pretty good i think that was your best performance yet thank you so that concludes all the sports segments we have for today we have a brand new segment yet again mike is very excited for this it is called hot or not So, Mike, I'm actually going to let you explain this, and then I'll explain my own thing. So go ahead and explain Hot or Not for the good people. Well, after that soothing music that uh, was just played, or whatever music I find, I usually find the music, and then I'm like, okay, that works. (laughs) So um, this was inspired by a podcast that I listened to, um, and let me tell you, it's freaking hilarious. So um, the Tripod, what they do is they are given something. And they have to decide whether it's hot or not. Now, you may think to yourself, okay, let's just take, for instance, um, yoga pants. Like, yoga pants are hot to the guys. However, this way of the game was you want to make love to this item, object, thing. Um, That's where the hilarity ensues. And... I was like, that, let's try it. <laughs> so things may get a little weird in this segment, but that's kind of what I had. But Matt, you sound like you have a different uh, no, version of it. No, so we were texting on like Sunday. I was like, hey, how many do I need? He's like, five. I was like, five. All right, that's cool. I got five. And then we kind of got, we both had different intentions of what this was. I just thought of hot, not, do we like it? Do we not? So this is going to be a really weird first rendition. Of it. <laughs> so let's just get into it. Um, number one. Pop sockets. Oh. <laughs> I think this is our hard pass. It's a hard pass. Those things are ugly. <laughs> yeah, no. Pop sockets are just like, what would you even do? I, I, okay, I think even from the context, like, we explain why it's not, but, like, at the same time, yeah. like, kids that, like... Because they're almost, the most stupid thing to put on a phone it's ever. It's an ugly date, first of all, because yeah. they look freaking ugly. Like, I... It's always funny when you look at somebody and they have a pop socket on their phone and all of a sudden you see like literally their hands, out, their fingers out because they're holding on a pop socket behind. And I'm like, why, why are you doing that? Why are it's you doing a, that to your phone too? It's not a good look. It's no. Just, and like, I don't like, what's the big deal? You just put it on a stand. Oh, look, it's standing. Ooh. Okay, cool. That's great. 
guess what? You can buy a stand for yourself on your desk and get it. <laughs> exactly. All right, this one. This one I'm going to say is hot. Hard seltzers. Oh, dude. Ooh. All night long, man. All night All long. night long. Yeah. <laughs> nice and cold. Make mm-hmm. get the get the sensations going. Now, I now for me itself, I that wouldn't be my preferred drink like if it was on, but I've had one or two and I'm like, oh. they they slap. Especially they slap. like you come home from a long day at work. You're a little tired, maybe you hit the gym afterwards. Is that what re- yeah, I sound like li- from experience. <laughs> you want a little refreshing drink? <laughs> Pop open a Bud Light seltzer or a yeah. Truly or a White Claw. All we just got there. a new pack. We got a Truly iced tea versions. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited to try. Next one. Dry rubbed wings. They're hot. I had some dry rubbed wings this past weekend. Let me tell you, one number one, it ain't getting messy. I don't. I'm trying to remember if I've ever had those. So the we had uh, Old Bay, so it's like an Old Bay dry rub that mm-hmm. no, we got it on the side, so we just sprinkled it on top. But ooh, they're they're fire. I'm gonna have to go with uh, a swipe left if that's what Tinder okay. still uses these days. What's I that, Matt? It, I believe it does. Yeah, if, from memory. <laughs> <laughs> I I I just will unfortunately have to pass because I don't think I've ever had dry dry rubbed wings. Mm. See, if, see, like, it does, if you don't like a little messy, like, if you just want it nice and clean, nice and clean, you gotta go with dry rub. Mm-hmm. Four, couch pillows. Oh, yeah, all night long. <laughs> yes. What? No. Couch pillows, yeah. Oh, absolutely not. Yes. No. First Why? of all, it's, they get in the way of everything. Not really, if you move them out of the way. <laughs> Yeah, but what's the point of couch pillows if you always have to take them out of the way? Sometimes they're helpful. No. <laughs> no, the couch pillows, first of all, if you're really talking like hot and bothered, they're going to be in the way. If we're going to get hot and bothered? Is that yeah, you can't, have a, you can't get hot and bothered with a couch, hot and bothered with a, with a couch they, pillow. I think they'll naturally get out of the way if you ask me. No. Yes. There's no way. Okay, fine. We have opposite opinions. That's fine. It's not take it. It's hot or not, and you don't like them. I like them. No. Couch pillows are definitely a mood killer. <laughs> I have one more. Huh. I'm very. I'm oh, very but... excited for this one. Oh, I bet you are. Because I just tried it for the first time yesterday, and I refrained from telling you for this podcast. <laughs> I'm ready. Oat milk. Oat milk. Oat milk. Oat milk. Is f***ing hot. Never had... It's a hard no for me, man. No, oat milk. It's a hard no. I, I could get dirty with oat milk. <laughs> I could get real dirty with oat milk. No! So I went to Dunkin' yesterday. Okay. I got an oat milk iced latte. Okay. It was fire. It was like sex in my mouth. So basically, it's just the iced latte. The oat milk is the creamer. And then I got caramel with it. It was like I, the sensation I had putting that oat milk in my mouth was phenomenal. Absolutely I'm, phenomenal. I'm never a fan of, I hate to say, I'm never a fan of any other milk besides the one that comes from a cow. 
See, I've never tried any until I tried oat milk. Now I want to try almond milk. I want to get a little variety okay. of spice in my life. So I've I've heard this multiple times, but where the f*** does the milk come from an almond? I don't care as long as That's... it tastes good. I don't even know I... how you get oat milk, but let me tell you, I could, I'm going to do some dirty things to my next Dunkin' Oat Milk. <laughs> Make sure you're home before you like don't don't oh, don't yeah, hotbox yeah. it in the car. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, I did go for a walk after I got my old milk night last day, so had a walk. Well, maybe out. I was getting some dirty looks. <laughs> oh man, well, what would you think, Matt? <laughs> I think it went better than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> now I actually know what list to come up with. I think we just got to be a little bit more comfortable in in talking about our. Uh... Listen, hey. Uh, I'm comfortable talking about oat milk. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that concludes another episode of the Funny Business Podcast. If you have another segment idea that you want to let us know about, make sure you find all of our social channels at solo.to slash funnybusiness. Matt, please take it away with a exciting thing that happened to us last week when we were live streaming. Yes, so last week on Twitch, we are going pretty set schedule of at least Tuesday, Thursday streaming. So I will be streaming on Tuesdays, Michael will be streaming on Thursdays, and then, you know, maybe a, a day or two in between. Uh, so last Tuesday I was streaming, and I looked at my chat, and we actually got a $10 dono from one of our uh, viewers on Twitch. So it was totally unexpected, and if you do tune, tune into our streams, it is not expected. Just if you feel like you want to donate, do it out of the kindness of your heart if you're financially stable. Uh, but it was definitely a very cool feeling to say that someone was appreciating our stream that much that he donated $10. I think you could check it off the bucket list of that you actually got donation from a stream. And I I, I was telling everyone, I'm like, we got a donation. They're like, how much? We're like, $10. It's okay. It's $10. We got a donation. Literally, we got paid to play a freaking game <laughs> it's crazy well i would have been freaking out over a one dollar donation right. like 10 like it's just an awesome thing to do like to see that someone was enjoying our stream that much it just made my day mm -hmm. so also too you will find if you are on tuesday more or less that you'll find well thursday you'll also hear me saying oh yeah the podcast is scheduled we're all good to go but you'll also hear a little bit on tuesday there could be some follow-up so if you want a little early catch up or a little little head start mm -hmm. on possibly some things that we talked about for this week. Feel free to tune into that. You'll see us totally take on Fortnite, Rocket League, Among Us at times. Maybe uh, some Minecraft. Maybe some Minecraft. You know, Matt's already my Minecraft girlfriend already. Yep. So taken. <laughs> I mean, we're we're getting cracked. And let me tell you, a big shout out to Trent. Trent actually this past weekend was actually skilling it up with Rocket League. Um, usually Trent carries us when it comes to Fortnite. Uh, at most, we were carrying Trent when it came to Rocket League. Mm -hmm. Trent made a significant amount on Monday night of this week. It was pretty cool. It was epic. You know, it's uh, very. We're gonna have some competitive games. So make sure you tune in to watch. And maybe we have some new content coming on YouTube soon. Yes, sir. I I have to give a big shout out to Matt. Matt has been uh, slowly but surely. Slowly, very slowly. <laughs> slowly but surely picking some content and putting some content together out that's not a podcast believe it or not so um make sure you tune into that 
Uh, make sure everyone is safe. You are staying safe. Make sure you're wearing your damn mask. Um, and hopefully everyone is peaceful. Yes. That's peace. Peace, love, mercy. Peace, love, mercy. And until the next time, we'll see you all in the next episode. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs>